Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hi, I'm Christian Brindle and welcome to the Everything Medicare podcast. What's up, everything, Medicare, Podcast Nation? This is Christian Brindle, wherever you are and however you might be listening to me today. Thank you so much for taking some time to join me on a Saturday. Hope you had a fantastic week. And every single week, folks, I bring you three podcast episodes where I discuss your Medicare, your Medicaid, your Social Security, and everything that has to do with that golden age called retirement. And um, I'm I'm still safe. I do not have the coronavirus as of yet, and I hope none of you listening do either. Um, It's kind of interesting and also a little terrifying to kind of watch this develop. Um, A lot of different opinions on this, folks. Um, Some people say that, you know, well, look at it compared to influenza. In the same time period since the coronavirus has come into the fray, influenza has killed more people than um, the coronavirus has, but then there's also other people from on the other side of the spectrum that are, you know, disease experts that you hear talk about this stuff on TV and also on social media that have basically said that, you know, up until this point, it hasn't been so bad, but what, what do we do when this starts to spread more rapidly? And I think we're starting to see that a little bit. Um, I think all we can do at the moment is just, you know, be prepared, wash our hands, um, Get tested if you feel like you you might be under some danger. Um, just stay safe out there, folks. Just stay safe. Just wanted to start this episode out with addressing that a little bit because we did an episode back on Monday about the coronavirus and how it's going to be covered by Medicare. If you haven't listened to that episode, go back and listen to it. But um, a lot of new information has come out since then, a lot more developments. And um, it's hopefully that this is something that doesn't last incredibly long, but it's starting to look more and more like it might. Um, but Aside from that, folks, today I'm here to talk to you about what is the future of Medicare? There's a question, there's several questions that we typically ask a lot of guests we have on this show. The first one is what would they lean towards, whether it be Medicare Supplement or Medicare Advantage, if they had to pick one or the other? Obviously, um, every situation is different. Every, every person has a different situation. Not everybody needs the same thing. But that's a question we've asked pretty frequently, and it's one that I've answered myself back in during the open enrollment period. The other question we ask relatively frequently is, where do you see Medicare going in the next 10 years? What do you feel like the future of Medicare is? A lot of talk with Medicare for all and things like that. Um, I, think it's, I think it's safe to say that Medicare for all does, has 0.0% chance of happening, at least for the foreseeable future. Um, not to get into politics, but you know, the Medicare for All advocates, a lot of them have dropped out. The last one remaining is Bernie Sanders, as we speak, um, at the time of me recording this, I should say. 
And um, it doesn't look like he stands much of a chance against Joe Biden. And um, if he doesn't run against Trump, then no chance of it happening. Now, I'm not here to talk about politics. I'm not going to tell you whether I'm Democrat, Republican, or something in between. Um, not here to talk to you about that. But I like to look at facts as facts. And really, even if a presidential candidate came into the White House that wanted to do a Medicare for all system, they still would have to be able to get it passed through Congress and the House and um, and um, be able to pay for it, which no one has been able to discuss how it's going to be paid for. So I think we can accurately rule out the, the possibility of us going to a single payer system at any point in the future. I think it's dead in the water. Um, and it's looking more and more like that. If you've been following the, the news with that the healthcare industry stocks have started to surge since these recent developments have come out. Um, I've done several episodes over the years, um, over the last couple of years about Medicare for All. Um, I'm not here to talk about that. What I'm here to talk about is where the future of Medicare is going five years from now, 10 years from now. And I think a lot of it has to do with what the government wants Medicare to look like. And we're seeing more and more that the government wants Medicare to look like more people on Medicare Advantage enrollment plans. We're seeing this more and more from the increased funding that they're putting into it. I read an article relatively recently that said, on average, in 2020, a Medicare Advantage carrier will will be funded about a little bit over $11,000 per year per enrollment on a Medicare Advantage plan. That is a tremendous amount of money. That is almost $1,000 a month in funding per member for the insurance companies. Um, So it's clear that the insurance companies would prefer that you be on those. We've done episodes about this. Um, But what does the government want? What does the future of Medicare hold? What does coverage look like? Well, I think to answer this question, we have to talk about where it's come from, where where it's um, gotten, I should say, um, from where it's been. When I first came into the business, folks, Medicare Advantage plans, for the most part, did not cover hardly anything with dental vision, hearing, and the plans that did, um, for the most part, they were just preventative care, preventative dental, cleanings, x-rays, exams. And if your plan had that, you were doing pretty good. You didn't typically see a whole lot of plans that that um, had $1,000 of dental comprehensive built into the plan or $1,500 of dental comprehensive built into the plan. Nowadays, if you look at a Medicare Advantage plan and it only has preventative dental, you're actually kind of disappointed in comparison to all of the other plans in a lot of markets that have more dental benefits. Um, you're seeing more and more glasses coverage, more and more hearing aid coverage. You're seeing now more and more plans offering over-the-counter essential coverage, more and more plans offering transportation. And this is coming become this is coming as a result of the funding being upped on the Medicare Advantage programs from the government. The carriers obviously have an obligation to be able to put more and more um, of their dollars into the plan to make the benefits better. They're not allowed to just pocket the money. The money has to go, for the most part, back into the plan. They're able to pocket a percentage of it. But the money has to go back into the plan, folks, to make it better. Um, their funding is largely determined on star ratings, but it's also determined on how much funding the, the, the government has put into the budget for Medicare Advantage plans. So we know that. We know that we're seeing more and more of this from the government side of things as far as funding these Medicare Advantage plans more. We know why the insurance companies would prefer you being on a Medicare Advantage plan. But why does the government? Why does the government? And to answer the, uh, the question about where Medicare is going to be going, 
in the next 10 years, we have to answer where our government would prefer you be on. Because the government is going to get what they want in terms of making one side of the coin so appealing that at some point you're just ludicrous not to consider it. And I think that's kind of where we're going. But to answer this question, like I said, we have to answer the question, why do they want to go in this direction? And this is going to have a lot to do with answering our question as to where Medicare might be going in the next 10 years, 15 years, maybe even 20 years if it's still around at that point. Let's take a break, folks. Um, I have a lot to say about this topic. Don't go anywhere. I'll be right back and we'll get back into why the government prefers you be on Medicare Advantage, what it means for the future of Medicare, and what you should know. Be right back. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care, and we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible because we're already doing it all while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Welcome back, everybody. Thanks so much for sticking with me through that break. Let's get into this. So, I think a large question that needs to be answered in order to unveil where we can kind of accurately predict where Medicare is going is this. Why does the government seem to um, prefer you be on a Medicare Advantage plan opposed to a Medicare supplement? Because I think it's pretty clear. Um, We've done episodes about this before, but not in as much detail as I'm going to go into today. And I think the answer is this. The government determines that, number one, it's going to cost them less money and in general, as a whole, to just pay an insurance company, <coughs> excuse me, X amount of dollars in order to issue your health care coverage than just covering 80% of it yourself. Because remember, when you're on Medicare and a Medicare supplement, Medicare pays 80% of your claims, the insurance company pays 20% of your claims, and that's how you get your coverage. Whereas with a Medicare Advantage plan, you're running your Medicare essentially through that private insurance company. And they take over. And they're the ones providing 100% of your claims and your coverage. Um, Medicare is not covering any of it, but they are funding the insurance company. So the, the government has determined that it's more financially profitable for them, um, and it's less of a burden for them, to f- just fund the insurance company and pass it over to them and say, you deal with it. And let's face it, can we all agree that probably insurance companies are better equipped to handle your health care and your coverage um, and find a way to make it profitable for themselves um, and not be able to offer benefits that put them in the red more effectively and more efficiently than our government? The insurance companies, this is what they do. These are multi-billion dollar corporations that have become multi-billion dollar corporations from their ability to provide healthcare coverage without losing money. The government has proven the opposite, that They do not know what they're doing. And we can accurately um, determine this based off of how much Medicare is in the red. For those of you who don't know, Medicare is in debt. Medicare has been in debt for 
probably well over a decade, maybe even longer. It's a, there's a hole in the bottom of the ship and it's bleeding out. So another question we need to answer is, how long will this go? At some point in the future, will they just try to blow it up? Will they just determine we're losing too much money? Like I've said many times on this show, Medicare for All is not the answer. It costs 10 times what it costs them to do Medicare now. There's no way they could afford it. They can barely afford what they're doing now. But what they're doing now is losing more money than they're bringing in. They're barely able to pay for it. They're not able to pay for it. It's in the red. Social Security is in the red. So how do they keep this up? Well, the government probably has determined that if they just pass off as many enrollments and as many people's needs over to the responsibility in the hands of the insurance company, then that might help them out long term. And, you know, you got to think about it from the government's point of view. If you have somebody that has $100,000 worth of medical bills, let's say due to Medicare assignment, that goes down to 50000 because the doctor has to agree to Medicare assignment, so they're probably not going to be billed the entire 100000 But if that's, let's say it's 80000 and they're going to pay 80% of those claims. That's still a nice chunk of change, wouldn't you say? It might be... Um, it might be financially more beneficial for the government to just take $11,000 and pass it off to some insurance company and they take care of it and they take on the risk and the responsibility. The insurance company is better off at spent better at spending, uh, spreading risk around than the government. They know how to make it work to where they're not going to offer something they can't sustain. At least the good insurance companies are. So I think the future of Medicare is this. I think we're going to see more and more focus and, and, and real pushing and nudging you to Medicare Advantage plans. And it's going to be hard to say no sometimes. And the primarily reason for this is because we're going to see the Medicare Advantage plans come with more and more benefits. There's been whispers for years that Medicare Advantage plans might start covering long-term care, which Medicare never has beyond the 100-day skilled nursing coverage they provide. But if Medicare Advantage plans start covering long-term care, they start covering um, more diverse um, home health care like we've been talking about. They cover home health care, but it's not custodial care amongst other things. If they start covering even more dental, vision, and hearing coverage, if they start providing even more richer benefits, won't it be kind of tempting to give them a look? <clears throat> I would say so. Now, it doesn't mean every single person on Medicare is going to end up on a Medicare Advantage plan one day. No, absolutely not. There's certainly people that would be better off with a Medicare supplement. And you can still make that argument, um, especially five years from now. Um, but you might see the, num- the, the numbers dramatically sh- shift from one end of the pendulum to another. In, to, in our country today, one out of four Americans that are on Medicare are on a Medicare Advantage plan. So that's 25%. But we may see that number go up to three out of four in five years from now, in 10 years from now. And I think that's where we're headed. I think that's the future of Medicare because the government wants it. They determine it's easier for them just to pay off the insurance company a set amount of dollars, and they're not responsible for hundreds of thousands worth of claims for certain individuals, 80% of medical bills. They're not responsible anymore. 
They're just responsible for cutting the check to the insurance company to, and to, to, to pay them to issue the coverage, if you will. The insurance companies love it because if you think about it, if they're making $900 plus a month in funding per individual, they're making cash over fist. They're less incompetent than the government is. They can find ways to not only honor these claims and pay out the claims, but also be able to make a, um, a hefty profit for themselves. So in essence, the government wins and the insurance company wins. So we're going to see more of an emphasis on that. But do you win? The people on Medicare, the, pe- the beneficiaries, the people that worked your whole life to get your Medicare, do you win? I think that's a complicated question to answer. I think the answer is possibly. Now, hear me out before you, um, you know, jump out of the show. When I say possibly, I mean, it could be good for everybody on Medicare if we're having Medicare Advantage plans that come with the benefits that we would like to see. If we're seeing less preauthorizations, less referrals, less restrictions, is that good for people on Medicare? Yeah. More benefits. Is that good for people on Medicare? Yes. So if the additional funding and the innovation and the focus towards Medicare Advantage causes them to be even greater products than they are today, and and they're pretty good products today, um, is that good for people on Medicare? I think it can be. But it is an attempt to kind of phase out the Medigap, the Medicare supplement. And I hate to see that. And I don't think that it will ever be 100% irrelevant. I think it's every bit relevant today as it always has been, but I think Medicare Advantage is becoming more and more and more and more and more enticing for somebody on Medicare. And I think we're going to see more of that. We're going to see more of the same as the benefits grow and increase. And the benefits grow and increase because there's been more of an emphasis on funding Medicare Advantage plans. President Trump has already put bills into action that are going to basically dump more money into Medicare Advantage funding. This means we'll see the benefits grow. You're going to see the advertisements go even more crazy than they've been before. You know, um, commercial $0 premium plan and all that other garbage you see on TV. I think it can be good, but I also think it can also be very bad if a person that needs a Medicare supplement and a Medigap doesn't even know it exists because everybody will only talk to her about Medicare Advantage. That's the focus everybody has. That will never be the case in my office. I will also talk, I was, I will always talk to everybody that contacts us and everyone, every single client of ours about both sides of the coin. And I will let them make a decision, not me making the decision for them, which is what the industry is trying to do. So lot to unpack here, a lot, lot to digest and think about. Um, have some thoughts, final thoughts I'd like to share with you. Um, that I'm going to share with you actually right now. We're not going to do three segments today, only two. My final thoughts are this, folks. Pay attention to what you see unfold. Pay attention to the news about Medicare. I anticipate and I predict that we're going to see more bills and more legislation come out to um, power Medicare Advantage. Medicare Advantage is their focus, and it's what they anticipate on really putting the funding in going forward. Medicare Advantage plans are going to continue to add on additional benefits that you don't get with original Medicare, which will make it more and more enticing. So this is something to keep an eye on. I anticipate five years from now, the Medicare Advantage plans will will look 75% more attractive than they do today. 
I don't, and I don't think that's a bold prediction for me to make with the way things are going. You see, you see more and more organizations that only want to sell people Medicare supplement and Medigap plans. Now they're picking up Medicare Advantage plans because they're forced to, because they don't have much of a choice other than to. Um, we see more and more areas that don't have Medicare Advantage or don't have many Medicare Advantage plans. We see new plans pop up all over the country every year. It's expanding. It's not contracting. So it's just something to keep an eye on, folks, and something that I wanted to share with you, share my thoughts. Folks, thanks so much for taking some time and listening. Um, I hope this finds you doing well wherever you are. And if you're on Medicare, you're about to be on Medicare, and you'd like to work with my organization, Christian Brindle Insurance Services, personally, um, we'd love to talk with you. I'd love the chance to be able to work with you. Um, We're just located outside of Salt Lake City, Utah, and we're licensed to work with you in Utah. Colorado, Idaho, um, Oregon, Texas, South Carolina, Virginia, Florida, and soon to be California. Again, that's Utah, Colorado, Idaho, Oregon, Texas, South Carolina, Virginia, Florida, and soon to be California. If you live in one of those states, we work with all of the major insurance companies in the Medicare industry, whether it be Medicare supplements or Medicare Advantage, or maybe you just need a prescription drug plan, whatever whatever you need, our office is available to you. No cost, no obligation, and we offer year-round customer service to any person that's a client of ours. Our office number is 801-255-5340, 801-255-5340. Or if you'd like to just shoot me an email and chat that way, my email is christianb at xmission.com, christian, C-H-R-I-S-T-I-A-N, B is in boy at xmission.com, xmission.com, christianb at xmission.com. We'd love to hear from you, folks. Even if you're on Medicare now and you're just not sure if you're on the best thing for you, we can compare it for no cost, no obligation, and you can at the very least sleep better at night knowing you're on the best thing for you. Or if you're not, you might be able to get an upgrade. As always, folks, thanks so much for taking some time, listening, um, tuning in. I love doing this show for you. That's why we do it three times a week, and we will continue to do it for the foreseeable future. Um, as long as you folks are listening, we will continue to bring you great quality information about Medicare. There is no one in the industry that brings you the information we do. I was talking to somebody that was looking at, you know, doing a plan with us the other day on the phone. And, you know, I was just explaining to him, you know, when we first started doing this, there was probably three, maybe four podcasts on the internet about Medicare. Um, And the ones that existed only put up episodes one time every six months. You know, they brought you no content, zero or very close to zero. And, now, ever since we started doing it, we're almost to two years, the two-year mark on our on our show. Our show has exploded. It's reached a ton of people, helped a lot of people, and we bring you more co- quality content um, more often than anybody else in the industry. And now, I've seen about 20 to 30 shows pop up, and they're all trying to be like me. They're all trying to be like us. They're all trying to do what we do, but copycats can never beat the original. So I always I appreciate the audience for showing up week in and week out and taking some time and spending some time with me. I love and appreciate every single one of you. Thanks so much, folks, for taking the time. As always, if you enjoyed this episode or if you enjoyed any episode we've ever done before, this podcast has helped you. Do me a favor. Drop us a five-star review on either Apple Podcast or iTunes or Stitcher and say something nice that you enjoyed about the show. Um, really, really appreciate those reviews. It helps us reach more people just like you. As always, have a fantastic rest of your weekend, and I will be back with you on Monday. Take care.